Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Conscious Creation with actress, author, and healer Dee Wallace. If you want to take charge of your life, really take charge of your life, the next hour will be a fun, enlightening experience in creating the life you want. Whether it's money, health, success, or relationships, join Dee in celebrating the power of you and see your life expand into joyful creation. To join Dee now, call 319-527-6305. And don't forget, Dee can also be heard on BBS Radio, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and live at Oneness Talk Radio. You can also hear Dee on Get Inspired Media Network, Transformation Talk Radio, plus UBN, Universal Broadcasting Network. And now, here's Dee. Hello, all you amazing, fabulous, incredible, magnificent, so very loved, and darn sexy people. Happy New Year almost. Woohoo! Happy New Year. What are your intentions? Huh? Where's your power of self-creation? Have you gotten clear about it? Because, you know, the universe only responds to clarity and feeling good about it. So I had a big moment of clarity come in. This is kind of personal, and I'm going to share it with you. Because I want you to see how consciousness is ongoingly opening up if you are conscious and expanding so that you understand your own creation and creative ability more. So I had an end of the meeting, end of the year meeting with my CPA and he proceeded to tell me how much I made this year. Now I have to preface this by going all the way back to the eighties when I was filming Cujo. And as you know, my husband starred in that with me. And I came in at the end of the day and he said, Pupper, that's what he called me, Pupper, I talked to our business manager today and we've made a half a million dollars this year. Now, you would have thought I would have jumped up and down and woohooed. No. I felt like it's seen in the movie where something picked me up and threw me back against the wall. And the closest description I can have to the emotion was fear. Now, I immediately connected it with the fear of making too much money which we talk about a lot, you know, based in a lot of old religious stuff, you know, like, and my childhood, the poor people are the good people. They're the rich people. But we all know the poor people inherit the earth, right? Unless you're more advanced than that now. So all these years, I thought I'm afraid to make that much money. And I have never made that much money since. So 
I've been working a lot on forgiving people, uh, changing my perspective of people in the industry. I realized that I was wanting to be respected and honored and hired by them while I was not particularly respecting and honoring them. So again, you cannot be a part of energy that you are judging. So I've been doing a lot of work around that. And when my CPA gave me the information of how much I'd made last year, I could feel that old familiar fear. And I could not figure out why that was still going on. And when I sat down to do the work around it, it wasn't that I was afraid that I was making too much money. It was that I was afraid I would never be able to do it again. That makes so much sense because, you know, uh, over my career, I've had a lot of opportunities to do stage. I've taken a few of them, not many of them, because I don't like to do stuff over and over and over again. So are you starting to see how that weaves into, I'm afraid I can't do it again? Um definitely affected my money, definitely affected me going back to big films. Been there, done that. I've done it. And my fear is that I can't reproduce the success again. Only had one baby. Been there, done it. Right? I achieved it once. And I probably can't achieve it again. Now, this has blown open a whole new world of creation for me. I traced it back to four years old with my dad, which makes total sense to me now that I'm putting it all together. In other words, I did my own mini private like I do with you. So when I was four years old, my dad, who created the first discount store in America, called Promoto Sale. The store burnt down. They didn't have any insurance. Duh. He was never able to get on his feet again. And I remember watching him throughout his entire life trying to create another adventure, another invention, and he could never get there. Because something always fell through about it. So he had it once. He lost it. He never recovered. That took me to the core belief. I don't think I have enough energy to do it again. Little addendum there to how it's usually stated. So I'm thinking that... I'm not even going to go back to 2019 and what I did. I'm going to expand 
beyond it. I am expanding beyond it. So that I don't only recreate the success I've had before, but I go beyond and create a new year of success. So I would like all of you to join me in claiming that, that in 2020, we expand beyond what we created ourselves as mentally, physically, spiritually, chemically, cosmically, emotionally, and dimensionally, financially, wellness-wise, relationship-wise, in every way. We expand beyond any for, uh, former creation that we've had into a brand new creation of the expansion of us. So we're invoking the symbol, the formula, the violet flame, the golden light. I am divine love. I create me exponentially. The big expanded version in the new year. And so it is. Woohoo. Okay, our next webinar is going to be on February 11th. We're not doing one in January because I'm shooting two movies back to back. It's going to be on the ego, guys. Every, almost every private I do, the ego comes up. And y'all have a whole incorrect idea of the ego and its purpose and what it does. It's, it's actually a very powerful tool, but we use it to excuse us from accepting our power. So we're going to go into, it's, it's going to be a real powerful message for you to understand how to use your ego in a really expansive way. Um, the new program I'm designing is going to be available to you really soon. It's, a mini course in simple, complete creation. And I would like for you now to start by adding to the direction of your day. Today, creating is simple. I know that creating and creation is simple. I would like you to really start training your brain to be okay with that and on board with that before we get into these new programs. And I'm also going to be relaunching uh, one of our most popular courses on self-love because, you know, guys, if you don't love yourself, everything else is uphill. So before we go to the calls, I want to ask everybody, did you direct your day this morning? If you didn't, you are not utilizing one of the strongest tools that the channel has given us. All right. We're off to the calls. We're going to start with Miss Phyllis. Happy New Year almost, baby cake. Hey. Hey. Happy, happy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd call in today and then see what comes up, you know, in your intro. And then, because usually something really hits. Um, and that did Exactly, because I'm remembering when I first uh, moved to Tokyo, before I moved to Tokyo, I just kind of flew there from, um, I was in Korea, you know, and then I'm like, oh, well, you know, it was just so easy. I just was like, well, you know, 
I don't know about moving here. But I came here. I think I was just go sightseeing because I went on a couple of interviews. And I was like, eh. but you know, kind of was feeling into the place. And then, boom! You know, after I started going sightseeing, everything fell into place. And then when I arrived there, you know, after the summer, um, I was like, oh, and the the director's like, do you have a place to live? I was like, no. Nah. He let me live in the school's apartment. And later, all the other teachers were like, what? The school has an apartment you're living? And then, I mean, just everything was easy. And I just was like, oh, I haven't found yeah. a place to live. You know, and then the realtor, somebody, you have to use a realtor and find an apartment. You just, like, found the perfect place on a park in Tokyo. This beautiful train stop. It was just, it's like, oh, this is so easy. Yeah, that's, um, so how, that's how it was for me when I went to New York, too. The universe just kind of plotted it all out. And that's part of this new program. Uh, one part of it is on faith and naivete. You know, yeah, because that's yeah, because yeah, you know, it's like winning the slot machine, and then you go back and you try to find the right the right machine, and you try to hit it again instead of just being in the moment and creating a new moment, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you can't you can't go back to old creation, guys. Creation is always moving forward, so move forward with it. So the idea expanding was like, oh, that really hit. Like, yes, expand on that that I did before. Yep. Good. Uh, but even but even now, what I've been going through is I was going to move back to Hawaii last Christmas. I didn't, and then you know, talking with you, South Africa came up, and then it keeps coming up everywhere I go in town. It's like, there's a lady from South Africa selling South African tea there. You know, it's just, it's like everywhere, but, um, I don't exactly. So what's your question, Phyllis? So my question is, my question is. Yeah. See, you got to get clear about the question guys. Otherwise the universe, you know, says I'll come back to you. (laughs) Well, the que- the question is, I've been in this kind of little bit of a hibernation phase, um, a little bit of a hibernation phase, and sort of getting uh, back in shape. I mean, all this What's kind of question, stuff. What's your question, Phyllis? The question is, moving forward, is there a block? Nope. Nope. Okay, no I didn't block. think there was. You just have to decide. But that's not a block. When I say you have a block keeping you from deciding, I get a no, and that's the right question. So you're in fear of your own decision, but your own decision keeps you, your lack of decision keeps you in fear because you can't move. You know, you're going to learn and expand and and grow wherever you go, Phyllis. So right now, if it feels good, go. If it doesn't, don't. Okay, then I'm fine where I'm at right now. I get a yes on that. And Yay. you'd be fine in Tokyo, <laughs> and you'd be fine in Hawaii, and you'd be fine in Kansas. Because when you're fine... You're fine anywhere. It's not the place that makes you fine. Right, right. See, before you knew that, 
you used the places to feel better, Phyllis, but now you know it's you. So you can go anywhere. Wherever you go, there you are, guys. You either take your freedom or you take your hell with you. You understand? I understand. Okay. All right. You got I'm your packing. answer. I'm packing. I'm packing. Okay. So happy new year with that one, dude. Okay. All right. Goodbye, sweetheart. Miss Patricia in Alabama. Hi, sweetheart. You're on. Hi, Dee. How are you? I'm fabulous, baby cakes. How are you? <laughs> I love it, Dee. I love your spirit. I love just the joy, um, uh, the excitement, uh, just how high you are. Um, well, I'm you know, life should be happy because the universe responds to happy, for sure. Yes. What can yes. I answer for you, baby? Yes, the will you ask the universe um, what um, do they see around a relationship um, that I was in two years ago with an ex-partner who has reconnected um, recently. Um, we've gone out a couple of times and uh, we've enjoyed each other. Um, I just want to know, do I expand on this relationship, this reconnection? Um, I get a no, Patricia, and I don't, I'm sorry, it's probably not what you want to hear, but let me explain first of all, because I think you're kind of new, aren't you, to the community? All right, so I'm not a psychic, I'm a channel, and the channel is saying so much of your energy right now is I don't want the part of it that I didn't like before. Mm-hmm. Is that true? That's true. Okay. So we know scientifically wherever we put our focus, that's what expands. So you're not in alignment. You are not in alignment with making this relationship work right now because you're so focused on what you don't want from before. Mm -hmm. Now, that's going back and living in old energy instead Mm -hmm. of marching forward and creating what you want. So my suggestion, Patricia, is for you to, when you get off the call and stay on the call because what we find every time we do one of these is uh, we come together, you know, mm-hmm. when birds of a feather come, you'll get more information as other callers come in. But get off the phone when we're finished. Make a list of all the positive things that you want in any relationship. Health, respect, honor, financial stability good sex, whatever it is that you want in that relationship and feel into the joy and excitement of that, then he can either match that or he will fall away and someone else who matches it will come in. Okay. Do you understand? Yes. Okay, good, great. Welcome to the community, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you so you much. Bet. You m- much love and happy new year. 
All right, uh, Robert. Hi, Dee. Thank you Hi, so darling. much for liking my tweets to you. I'm at Evening Magic, and you always like them when I tweet to you, so thank you for that. You are welcome. Um, your call, I mean, your opening this morning was exactly what I was going through. Even talked to Phyllis about it this week. I came in, I created $400, yippee, Yay. and then I had fear around it. So I was wondering if I could get some discernment around, you know, I'm not good enough. Uh, I no, have to earn money. No, it's the money. old religious stuff, Robert. <clears throat> I've been know. claiming I am God. Yeah, and that's why you're becoming so conscious of these limitations, uh, baby. You, you know, God didn't dislike money. It's man's misuse of money that took over the state of love that God didn't like. So, okay. again, money has no consciousness, Robert. We use our consciousness to express with it. Do you understand? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, why, why do I feel worse if someone gives me money? But I feel good if I earn it. Well, <laughs> you tell me. You answered the question with the question. I know it, I feel bad because um, I'm not good enough to just get it. Well, yeah, and we've all been taught that the harder we work and the more we struggle, then we deserve it. And it should Anything. be easy. Then, exactly. So, again, because I, I know your challenge is always um, aligning the your religious beliefs with this empowering message of self-creation. But remember, God said about miracles, these things and more will you do also. So... Money is a symbol of our power. You've got to claim your power on behalf of God, Robert. What do I need to say to claim it? It's 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 not certain words. It's I'm going to give it's myself permission to love myself being powerful just like God wants me to be. When I when I make lots of money, I get to do beautiful, wonderful, incredible things with my money for people I love, okay. for the world. I mean, you can't imagine how much money I donate every year to causes that I believe in, Save the Children, ASPCA. I do so much good work with my money. I buy so many things for my family that make me happy. You know, I buy mm -hmm. coffee and stuff and breakfast for people, and they don't even know it. So receiving money allows you to give more. But it's one. It's, yes, it's resigive. It's one complete circle. Okay? Okay, I get that. I get all right. that. And that That's makes all. Sense. Thank you so much, Dee. You bet. Love yourself enough to 
to allow yourself to be powerful, guys. You know, that's if we're made in the image and likeness of God, do you think God's afraid to make money? God created the idea of money. Come on. This is old stuff. All right, Miss Mary in Ohio. Hi, baby. Hi, Dee. Hi. What's so up? good to talk to you. You too. You know, I've, I have learned so much from you and the channel and other listeners this past year, but the lessons that I really have tied into is the, I don't know how to pronounce it, Hopo. Hopo, no. Oh, oh, no. So I have uh, just a couple questions about it. When I first heard about it and the Dr. Len, the psychiatrist that healed all those people in the psychiatric hospital, the story goes that he did not meet with them individually, that he actually would go into his office, pull a file, and then do that process uh, for them. And then after so many years, they were all healed, and they shut down the unit. So I guess my question is, I had always kind of been taught, and through life experience too, you can't create another people's um, life experiences. That's a true statement. So in terms of how this process worked with him for other people, could you explain how that all worked? I can. I can. Okay. So let's go back to – the beginning of the show when I was telling you that I was working on changing my perspective of the people in television, right? Because if I want to work more in television, I've got to honor and respect the people I want to work for. If we want to help another person embrace their own empowerment of self-creation, we have to love and respect and honor them and see them as people who can do that. Now, what they're showing me is me teaching when I was teaching my very first year and doing um, my apprenticeship as a teacher, if you will. The lady that was over me came in and said, all right, Dee, this is a basic English class. Basically, they're dumb. And, um, you know, they're supposed to write themes in sophomore English, but none of these guys are going to be able to write a theme. So don't even – so right there, do you see how she perceived those students? Yes. And those students, up until then, lived up to her expectations. So I said, well, I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to accept them as people who are being developed, who maybe have different interests than me, life skills in me, life experiences in me. So I started learning and seeing what was special in each of them. And we 
worked on how to write a theme, and then I let them work. I let them write a theme on anything they wanted. They didn't have to write a theme on Shakespeare. One of the themes was the illegal abortion that the girl had gotten. One of the themes was how to fix a motorcycle, how to repair. They wrote about the things, and every single damn one of those kids turned in a five-page theme. Every one of them. And the supervisor couldn't believe it. But they did it. Because I honored them and saw their potential. That is how you can help create another person. But you don't do it for them. You literally hold the energy that they need to do it for themselves. Do you understand, Mary? I think so. Okay, so who is it in your life that you want to create something for? My youngest child. Okay. Your youngest child is here and, by the way, has chosen you and your family to be born into because of what he's trying to learn. Do you know what he's trying to learn in this lifetime? Because Uh, usually we learn, we go the opposite way of what we're trying to learn. So what's what's his challenge, Mary? He's uh, he's struggled with depression and fears and anxiety for a lot of his life. He's in his mid thirties. Okay. <clears throat> Some of this is definitely chemical. Is he on medication? No, he used to be, but he refuses to go back on it. So. Okay. Why? I don't think he likes the side effects. I get a no on that. So uh, that's probably true. He doesn't love, but that's not why. Yeah. So he literally came in to learn that he's the creator of his own life, and he doesn't want to learn that. Okay. So the more you can see him taking responsibility, wanting to take responsibility, are the highest words of his own life, knowing that he can do it, seeing and honoring him in that way. His energy then can pick that up and start applying that to himself. You can't do it by badgering him. You can't do it really even verbally at all. No. But you do it with shifting your own energy and how you see him. Don't define him with those words anymore. Okay. Okay? Now, hold on. There's something else coming in there. Take a core belief now. Hang on. Uh, this page here. Yeah, I'm not supposed to be here and I don't belong. What happened? What happened at birth with him? Um, let me think. Well, it was, a, he, at six months, I went into preterm labor. So he, he, I know he picked up a lot of fears from me. He did end up being born. Um, he went the full term. 
but up until the last minute, we were worried terribly about him. He is okay. definitely, he's on, I don't know if this matters, he's on the spectrum, he's got Asperger's, he's very bright, but struggles socially, and, you know, when he gets something in his head, he doesn't really want to listen to anything else, so it's always been kind of hard talking to him. Well, that's because he feels, I mean, that's perfect, I'm not supposed to be here, I'm different, I don't belong. People don't understand me. Yes. I don't understand them, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, so we're going to balance this for him, and we have permission to do that. What's his name? Britain, like the country. Britain. What a cool name. Thanks. We're claiming on your behalf. You're supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be here, and I belong. You chose to come in, dude. You chose to come in to know your own power. So we are giving you permission to do that right now. We love you. We accept you just the way you are. Again, he's afraid of his power. Uh, Guys, people with Asperger's, they're incredibly powerful people. They're smart, very smart. It's the social thing about feeling like they don't belong. But honestly, everybody, how many of us feel like we belong? Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's it's just a, a, a macrocosm of that, really. All right. So you start shifting your energy toward how you want to see him and know he is. Um. The channel saying, if you do this consistently through an open heart, uh, you should start seeing sl- some very slight, but you should start seeing some changes in how he reacts to a few things in three to four weeks. Okay. Okay, but you have to do the work, Mary. Yes, yes. Not on him, on you. All right, baby. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You are so welcome, sweetheart. All right. We're going to Jereen in South Dakota. Hi, you're on. Hi. Hi, baby. Hi. I was kind of looking for some guidance about hiring an entry-level semi-truck driver. It's, It's our driver's son, and he's training him, and it would mean, like, expanding our business to another semi truck and trailer. So. Okay. So, again, when I say you're in alignment with that, guys, you can do this for yourself. When you have questions like this, get quiet, drop into your heart, and go, wow, am I in alignment and harmony with this? Does all this feel good? Now, where does it not feel good, Jereen? Um, pr- probably the risk at you know, him being energy level or, I mean, entry level, and then kind of that he's our driver's son. And, and I mean, it feels like it's kind of being a little put on us, you know. Um, yeah, I guess. All right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if, if you stand back okay. as the head of the company that you are uh-huh. and you go, all right, this is my choice. Okay. Do I want to expand, yes or no? 
Yeah. yeah I think. Well, that's a yeah, but. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. So uh-huh. I want to expand, but what? Uh-huh. Um, I, I think probably all the headaches that come with it and managing people. and Exactly. You know, it's uh-huh. not about the, the kid himself. Okay. You see, okay. your mental yeah, mind has made it about that because you want, don't yeah. want to really deal with the bigger picture of where you're okay. hung up. Okay. Okay? So okay. would you want to expand if it was easy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So right off the bat, that tells you you're not claiming and directing what you want. I am choosing to expand easily. Everything okay. about it is easy. Even if I have to ha- hire somebody to help me to make it yeah. easy, I'm going to expand and make it all easy. Now, when you feel into that, does it feel like some of the decisions are easier? Yes. Okay, there you go. So, guys, I want you to start doing this with yourselves so that you, too, can bring in huge, big ahas like I did about doing it again. Okay? And the more you do it, the freer you get. All right, Jereen? Okay. Okay, so now you're in alignment with expanding easily. Okay. Good luck, baby. You know, you can't you can't stand still. Even if you no. don't expand the company, you got to expand somewhere otherwise you're just waiting to die. So there oh, you go. All right, baby. You Thanks. bet. You bet, sweetheart. Kirk, what's up, dude? Hey there. Um early happy new year. Thank you, darling. Uh, I I I raised my hand and figured um, if if it was something I was bringing in, it would become apparent, and it, it was in your opening statement when you spoke about your father's business. Yeah. And I, I quickly wrote down my age and added my – calculated through my father's birthday how old he was and what year and what happened to him, and – when he was my age was when he lost all his retirement savings. Uh-huh. And I was like, because you and I are sharing a similar um, uh, movement forward where it's like, can I do it again kind of thing? And things are expanding, and that's my reaction to a similar situation with my father. And as – I subconsciously attempt to honor him. I bring up his experience, which doesn't have to be my experience. Well, no, nobody else's experience has to be your experience. You are definitely your own choice of creation in your own life, guys. So, again, what do I want? What do I want? 
hum, I can feel fear around this. Let me get to the fear so I'm free and wide and open to be powerful in creating what I want and holding my focus there. Good for you, Kirk. Yeah. So, uh, you know, thanks, Dad. Uh, Thanks. I chose you so I could learn in this moment never to limit myself ever by the fear of loss of everything. Not going to do it. I keep expanding. I keep saving. I always, that's a part they're saying, Kirk, too, of why you've held yourself back from making as much as you can. Because if subconsciously little Kirk thought he was going to lose it all at this age, why make more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we're claiming this for all of us here, invoking the symbol, the formula, which neutralizes all but the truth, bringing in the violet flame, the golden light. I am always joyfully, easily, wealthily, wellnessly expanding in my life and my experience. Thank you, Kirk, for bringing that in. That was great. You're welcome. Happy New Year, baby. Hey, Lena. What's up, babe? Hey, how are you? Mm. Um, so um, I've, I've been putting in a lot of applications in Oklahoma City. Okay, and- so stop, Lena, stop. Because when mm-hmm. you say that, <clears throat> my pendulum goes to no. So they want you to know you're putting them in physically. Mm-hmm. When I say you're putting them in energetically, I get a mm-hmm. no. So what part of you doesn't really want to work? That, that I don't. I think it comes back to um, in, in listening to everybody to the to my child, I guess. Because um, it, when it comes to like careers and stuff I don't want to do something that I've already done which is security okay but that doesn't tell the universe what you want to do and they're Um, taking me to a core belief no matter what I do it's not going to work so I might as well give up on everything and it's a true statement that you have given up on getting these jobs before they even get your application. So it's a part of you mm-hmm. that, and yes, you, you need to work with your little girl. You're bingo right on about that. Mm-hmm. It's the part of you that needs to train your brain and your energy. No mm-hmm. matter what I do, it all works. And I always, complete everything everything always follows through for me right because when you get yourself energetically in alignment with that and then send out the applications now the the channel saying you may very well get an answer from two or three of these places Mm -hmm. Get your energy in alignment 
with completion and joy around it before you go in for an interview. Okay. Do you understand? It's all about you, baby. All about you. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, um, that, um, Uh, I'm trying to think of the question on how to do that other than um, I, I think. You just sit down and you close your eyes and you open your heart and you go, I love to work. I love okay. sending out these applications because I know no okay. matter what I do, I get a fabulous job. I'm creating it right now and I love it. I love doing what it is. I love going to work every day. I love making the money. That's getting yourself into alignment. Okay. Got it? Okay. Got it. Thank you, yep. You bet. Bye. Guys, the answer to everything is love and joy, love and joy, love and joy. Miss Nancy. Hi, sweet thing. Hey. What's up? Huh? Hi, D-boy. Miraculous miracles. Whew. Good. My big, yeah, my since you were vulnerable and shared, I'll just bottom line it with a uh, an experience I had last week of a memory when I was a little girl, hearing the minister of the Presbyterian Church talk about uh, Jesus turning over the money changers table because it was like blasphemous, and he said, um, you know, you're turning my father's house, my father's sanctuary into a den of thieves and he did it physically and those people thought he's crazy his disciples thought what the heck's he doing well and Nancy, nobody let's, well, no, let's, no wait 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 okay wait. all the, right the, the the bottom line is i've been i went back to my room after that sermon and i really like pondered that and thought wow Jesus stood up for a cause. He stood up for God. He didn't care if those people thought he was crazy. He didn't care if he, those pe- his own disciples didn't understand him. He knew intuitively what he had to do. And I thought of all the other biblical people in the Bible and thought, you know what? That sort of sets him apart from everybody. He really took a stand for his creator, his God. And I put my little hands together and I said, Lord, I want to take a, you know, I want to take a stand for you. I want to take, you know, if it comes to the point I have to take a stand for you, I will. And I've noticed I have used words. If, if somebody says, you know, like sickness, I am sick. See, my God is not a God of sickness. My God is a God of health. And sometimes we lose our health. Sometimes we lose our abundance. But nobody's poor. We're just not rich. And I, and I keep focusing on feeling the energy in the words. And so, you know, in the past, like, 20 years, I keep blasting. I can't even calm myself down. I go from zero to 100 and blast when I hear words because I don't hear the words. I also feel the words. And I also feel like that's a blasphemy to God. You just okay. upset. All right, Nancy, know? Nancy. Yeah. Uh, and I, this is fabulous because a lot of people are identifying this. And guys, I want to point out to you, 
everything in the good book is a metaphor. Okay? So Christ wasn't bashing the money changers because they were dealing with money. He was bashing them because they were compromising the consciousness of love and goodness in the name of money. No, 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 Dee. Okay, Nancy, it's a short show. They were were dishonoring the creator. It had nothing to do with money. I know, I know, I know, but we all are the creator. And the point is you are denigrating the house of God, and in our definition, that's all thought and all possibility for the sake of money. That's what the pharmaceutical companies are doing right now. It's the same principle. Where is the consciousness of love in your money? You can have millions and millions and millions of dollars and direct it through love. You can have millions and millions and millions of dollars and direct it through greed. It's our choice of our consciousness. And if we know that we are truly the people that are in charge, and we are, of directing how we use our energy around everything, then there's no fear of us doing something wrong. So know, in in your peaceful heart, know that you're in charge of putting everything through divine love. And that's that's what you discovered, Nancy, and that's why you're feeling empowered. And that's beautiful. I got to move on, baby. I got to get some other callers. I love you. Um, Okay, we're going to Carrie in Ohio. Hi, Miss D. Hi, baby cakes. What's up? I am so grateful to listen to this call live. And somehow, every single point I feel like is for me. Will you help me put that together in one? Um, it's my, it's my, my health. Like, it's always my health. What? I'm, I'm directing moving okay, forward. Okay, Carrie. Anything with health, guys, listen. Anything with health is you turning against yourself. Right. Okay. You are turning against yourself, and that's really what all our work is about, the yin and the yang within us. I want it. I don't want it. Okay. So is it mostly around money right now in your life? Yes, that's what I'm truly focusing on, expansion. Through. Yeah, but the other part of you, the little girl of you, has a lot of yes. fear about that. So what was the message from your childhood around making a lot of money? I have this clear image of my dad coming home from work and my mom just being so distraught. And it was just always a struggle. Like they rubbed two pennies together. Okay. So guys, what that means is 
little Carrie inside her is going, money is negative. Money makes me afraid. Money ruins relationships. Money creates disharmony. How the hell are you going to expand in your money until you get those things into alignment and harmony within yourself, Carrie? Because that's why you chose that family. So that now you could go, oh, I get it. They, They modeled for me everything I'm here to replace in my knowing. Do you understand? Yes. So money is empowering. Money means love. Money helps create great relationships in my life. Money gives me health and happiness and joy. That's what you Uh. want to start teaching yourself. And then you watch you come into alignment with money, which will create more money. That's so great because I I claim always what it can give me except for the health part. I've never done that. Well, and but that's what was modeled to you, see, is that oh. money created a lot of unhealthy places in your childhood, didn't it? A yes. lot of unhealthy experiences. So, <laughs> oh, that so sounds somehow, great. Right, exactly. I well, that's great. That. That's grief, Carrie. And you're grieving Uh, because you're not allowing yourself to know that money's awesome and you're going to create great things with it for yourself. Yes, thank you, Dee. (laughs) That's the basis of, of your sickness right now. And it's not a sickness. It's your body saying to you, get this into alignment so you can thrive. All right, sweetheart. That's the best Christmas New Year's gift I could ever receive. Thank you. (laughs) For all of us, sweetheart. You bet. Thank you. And quickly, we're going to Michael. I don't have much time, but I want to get you on. Hi, sweetheart. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm great. I'll be quick. How do I improve my focus? Well, you improve your focus, uh, everybody. By being clear about what you want to focus on and by um, exercising a little tough love with yourself when you stray from that focus. And you do that most easily. Um, Again, start writing down what you want, only what you want in positive terms. And when you find yourself thinking thoughts or feelings that are not in alignment with that, the best thing that works for me is self-talk because I start laughing. All right, Deanna, did you hear that? Did you feel that? That's not in alignment with money and health and success. So it's okay. Go ahead and think that thought or have that feeling. Go ahead. But you know your health's going to crash. You're going to go into the toilet. When you feel like that and you lose focus on what you want because of fear or whatever, you know you drive money away, but that's okay. You want to do it. By that time, I'm kind of laughing at myself and going, uh, no, <laughs> and I'm back. So it's 
simple little things that are fun, but you got to choose to do them, guys. And that's the biggest message, Michael, the channel has for you. Have more fun. <coughs> have, more, have more fun in your creation stuff. Just have more fun. Okay? Cool, thanks. Yep, you bet. Yeah, guys, you know, it ain't the cure for cancer. It's just getting hold of your thinking processes and and be, and your awareness. Gee, does this feel good? Well, no. All of it doesn't feel good. I know I want to do it, but it doesn't feel good. Well, like I, I – oh, I can't even remember who I walked it through because I'm in the channel – but we walk through, okay, well, where does it feel good? Well, where's the fear? Well, and then you get clear, and then that opens up your power. Because it's just you fighting you. And when all of you are integrated in an alignment with yourself, then health, money, and great relationships and success can be attracted to you. All right. It's going to be... Let's just start saying it is an awesome 2020. It is already because we're creating it that way. And so it is. Let's say it together. I love me. Come on, put it behind it. I love me. And I love me even more because I know that's what it's all about. Thanks for joining Dee on Conscious Creation. Visit her website at imdwallace.com for awesome downloads, archived shows, enlightening webinars, and amazing free offerings. And remember, you can hear Dee every week on BBS Radio, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and live at Oneness Talk Radio. You can also hear Dee on Get Inspired Media Network, Transformation Talk Radio, plus UBN, Universal Broadcasting Network. Be sure to join us next week for Conscious Creation with D. Wallace. And remember, loving yourself is the key to creation.